What is up, everybody? I am George Mossy. Please say hello to my co-host, Kara. So hi. 90 Day Fiance, hi. So 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 10 is that Everybody made an appearance in this episode, so I don't have time to really lollygag around and talk about nothing. <laughs> so we need to talk about what happened in Egypt. So Nicole has been in Egypt for four months. Now, first of all, I'm going to say that's longer than I projected. I think that was longer than anyone had projected. So at this point, I owe a lot of people money because I bet that she would be out of there within a month. So guys, give me some time to get you your money. I, I really thought I was going to be right. I'm sorry. I was wrong. But she's been there for four months and she has found a friend. Now, Noran, who is a meditation slash yoga instructor, is a Egyptian woman who lives in a, a newer type lifestyle. Apparently there's a place called New Cairo and there's yeah. obviously the original Cairo. And this is a place where they have they've grown and they've progressed as a nation and they're doing things in a less traditional and classic way. Now, me being in any way versed in Egypt, I didn't know about this. I didn't know that there were two Cairos. I didn't know there was a new Cairo. I also didn't know that there were women who were living their lives freely without hijabs, without restrictions. So when this scene opened up, I was like, whoa, these women are out here. They're without their husbands. They're without their hijabs. I can see their arms. You know, I was like, this is insane. And I'm. this is exactly what Nicole needs. So Mahmoud finds out about it and he doesn't like it at all. And I, I mean, this is this is definitely something that we saw coming, but the idea that Nicole finding a friend who's giving her her own voice and telling her that there's other things that she can be doing other than the restrictive things that Mahmoud is telling her, I feel like this is a horrible idea and it's a horrible situation and it's only going to cause more problems. And I think Mahmoud said that in his interview, he's like, this is going to cause more problems. But I think it's my, it might be what happens to open Nicole's eyes to see that she needs to pack up her stuff and go, right? Yeah. yeah. He's afraid of losing control is what's happening. And now that she has a friend that can broaden her horizons, she's she's very much liking that. And he is very much not. Yeah, he is very, I, I looked at it as threatened. The yeah. way that he sat at this battle royale dinner. Oh, so Nicole decided that they needed to meet. And I knew that this was going to be a battle royale. I was like, let's get ready to rumble. We're about to watch WrestleMania. It's going to go down because she is such a strong-willed Egyptian woman. Noran, she she went against what all of the other women in her culture were doing and decided to choose her freedom. And I respect Make her so much, yes. right? Absolutely. And, and Mahmoud, he had so much to say, and he was very defensive. And I was like, the way that he's defending his religion, it's it, it brought back memories for me because, as you guys know, I was raised in a religious um, cult. And the way that he was reacting to the shots at the religious beliefs, it reminded me of every time I questioned anything growing up. Um, of what we could do, what we couldn't do, where we couldn't go, things we couldn't do or say or eat. Even in my religion, we couldn't even eat certain things. And the way that he reacted, it just kind of opened up those feelings for me because he was so defensive. And he didn't necessarily have any reason to explain why it was right or wrong. It was just a defense of, well, this is what it is. And you know what our culture is. And you understand because you're Egyptian. No actual readings or teachings from the Quran that went towards what he was trying to say was right or wrong. And I feel like the way that he reacted just told me everything, right? Did you, did you feel like that? Absolutely. He, the way, I mean, he was very two-faced also. He was like, you know, I don't like her straightforward said, I don't like her. And then he's like, your friend's very nice, but I don't want you to see her again. I, yeah. 
Right. Pack up our stuff and go. Right. I think that we're we're definitely at that point where we need Nicole to just pack up and go because she said at that conversation, she's like, well, I'm proud of Mahmoud for not like getting up and running away. But I'm <laughs> also worried that he's this is showing me that he's unwilling to change. And I was like, Nicole, you're finally seeing the light because Noran was like, I just want to shake her, you know, and make her see. And I was like, girl, that is exactly how we've been feeling all season. We just want to grab her and say, Nicole, look at what's happening. Get your stuff. Get on that plane, head back to L.A. There is a man for you who will let you be yourself and he will love you just the same. One hundred percent. Neuron opened so many lights for her, turned on so many lights for her, was like, here is a whole nother side of Egypt that you've never seen, that you're never going to see if you stay with this man. There's no reason. I mean, Neuron being, you know, Egyptian herself is like, I was free and a man tried to control me. I said no. So that that should have been a, a good sign for Nicole. Huge red flag. So yeah. I want to talk about something beautiful that happened on this episode. So we know that Isabel's dad wanted to have a private conversation with Gabe. And Gabe was nervous, but I was like, I'm excited about this conversation because when people ask questions, that means that they are open to learning about something they don't know some, know anything about. It means that they're open to learning about your situation. And the first step to acceptance is learning. So I was like, I'm ready for this conversation to happen because Gabe has always been... I'm a prepare for the worst type of guy. You know, he's like, people don't accept me. They don't understand me. But it's only because people don't ask questions. When Gabe explained why he felt the way that he felt and how he was literally born and trapped in a body that did not belong to him. And when yeah. he, he showed the struggle and the hurt and the inner turmoil that he went through. And Isabel's father, the only thing he could do was understand. He yeah. was like, now that I see what you've been through and how you feel, I fully understand why you did what you did and how you can live your life and be happy now. And he was like, as a Christian, it is in, instilled in me that I am now obligated to love you because God loves everyone and he wants everyone to feel the way that you feel happy and comfortable in your skin. And it just made me so happy because we've been seeing a lot of non-progressive religion, right? Like people who are just stuck in the 1400s, 1500, whatever they want to be stuck in and they don't grow with the world. And it's like the religion and our Bibles and everything was written so long ago. We have to realize that we can't take everything literally in that book. If you are reading a book from the 1900s and it's 2023, you're not going to take everything literal from that book. So we have to look at it that way. So yeah. I'm just so happy with what we saw in this episode. Oh, I was crying like a baby. I was crying like a baby. I thought it was beautiful. She, The way she acknowledged, the way Isabel acknowledged the fact that he asked her children first and then asked her father. I mean, I could feel her emotions through the TV, but I was so, so happy with the way the dad accepted him. The way he was asking questions, the way he just wanted to know. Yeah, it was great. I liked the fact that Gabe wanted to get permission because our, through the season, I've been saying it over and over. I was like, you don't need permission. You don't need approval. You love her. She loves you, whatever. But when he got the approval and permission in the way that Isabel appreciated it, like you said, I understood why he took those extra steps. Because, yeah. you know, some guys, they don't take those extra steps. They don't ask the dad. They don't get to know the family. They don't even get to know the kids right away. Yeah. They're going to do what they want to do. But the way that Gabe took those extra steps and what it meant to Isabel, I understood. Because I was like, now I understand why you wanted to go that extra mile. Now you're not just welcomed into her family. You're now a father figure to her beautiful kids. You're everything that Isabel dreamed of. 
and he literally made himself a Disney prince. It was right? A, it was a, a magical moment. Yep, absolutely. I couldn't be happier for them. I am adorable. Beautiful, right? Like, congratulations. I can't wait to see the wedding. We're at episode 10. I think there's five more to go. We better see that wedding. I want to see it this season. Don't cheat us out of what we deserve, TLC. We definitely deserve to see this wedding. And I want to see the families meshing together and everyone happy. Because this is our first representation of a trans person on the show. And I want everything. Don't cheat us out of anything in this process. Yes. I want to see it all. All right, so I want to talk about Debbie and Osama. So Debbie has been in Morocco for two, three days, three days, three days. And it started off pretty badly. And then the second day, it got a little better. She rode on a camel. And then the third day, Osama took her to a amazing American English speaking poetry reading, which was very diverse. There was a lot of people there. It was a very young, fresh talent. And Osama took the stage, which was a surprise. And it's not that he took the stage. It's what he did and what he said on that stage that made the difference. So Debbie has been worried that it could be possible that Osama is embarrassed around public, you know, in the public with her because of their age difference. And she was worried about that, especially when they're at the beach. She was like, we get looks. And I just feel like maybe he is embarrassed. It's not that he doesn't love me. It's just in his culture, this might be hard for other people to accept. That's not the case. He introduced Debbie as his fiance in front of everyone. And this is at a poetry reading. This is his thing. This is the place that he loves to go. Everyone there knew him. So this was among his peers. These were not just random people. These are people that he sees and communicates with regularly. So I think that that's a big step because, you know, I've been kind of skeptical about Osama all season. And I'm like, what do you want from my girl, Debbie? You know, like, I need to know your intentions. You know, I'm like Officer Julian's questioner in person. Like, I'm like, Julian, let's just interrogate this guy. What's going on? Because I'm worried about her. She's all there all by herself. We don't know what's going on. He's got her in some weird place and she has no one to talk to. And we don't know how to get a hold of her. I was like, should we get on a plane? What do we do? So I was really happy to see Osama take this step and show her that he loves her. And he said it. He's like, I love you and I want you to feel happy. And I want to show you with my actions what I really mean. Because when she arrived, you know what he said? That was some pretty harsh stuff. He's like, well, I wanted you to come here and then go back home and become a half a Moroccan wife. It's pretty insane. So I'm hoping that this is the start of a real relationship because since she landed over there, I have been very skeptical. I'm still skeptical of him. But first of all, I want to say I'm so disappointed in TLC. I feel like we're getting completely gypped of what could be a great love story. I mean, we've had what, like 11 minutes of Debbie and Osama, but at least it was positive. I just, I... It warmed my heart that he said fiance and that he loves her. And that just made her entire year. I just hope it continues. I do too. And I agree with you 100%, TLC, what is going on? Because every other episode, they're not on it. And then when they're on it, like tonight, we got one scene that was literally a total of three minutes. Like, come on, guys. You were over there in Morocco with them. I want to see it. Like you said, if this is a real love story and she's still in Morocco, which we don't know if she is or not, we want to know how this took place. We want to know how it happened and we want to see it I'll play, like make it a movie for us. This is a, this is a journey. We want to see this journey from start to finish and where it ends up. And we don't want to be gypped of it. And I feel like I, you're a hundred percent right. I want to see them cohabitating. I want to see them in the same house. I want to see them with the same people, not just at a poetry club, but I want to see them sit down for a meal. 
I want to see them cook for each other. I want to see the, their body language and the way they talk when they're not in public. I want to see all of that. But it's like, we're just getting snippets. It's almost like everything we saw in the previews for the season coming up, you know? It's like, yeah, I'm very disappointed. I am too. And I know we're going to see in a future episode, because I don't know if they're going to skip Debbie and Osama again next week, but we're going to see them go to Kimiset. And yeah. they're going to stay with Osama's parents for a few days, is what she said. And I don't know, a few minutes would be too long because she feels super out of place. Because like she said in the beginning, she never wanted a relationship with him. They started talking online and it turned into that after many years, you know, a couple of years. So the idea that she has to meet his parents and try to explain to them why she's with their son, who is 24 years of age, is going to be awkward. Even though she didn't want that, she never seeked him out for a relationship. He messaged her first. She still feels like she's in a weird situation and it's going to be very awkward. And I hope that she feels welcomed in their home because, you know, as a parent, you know, a lot of parents will say, what are you doing? You know, and they're going to make you feel very uncomfortable. So I'm really worried about that, that interaction. I'm sure she's older than his parents with him only being 24 years old. She's probably considerably older than his parents. And that's going to be very, very awkward. Very awkward. And just outside of the age thing, there's he's a Muslim as well. Yeah. So just so you're adding two huge deals because Muslim people are very, very specific on who you can marry, who you can cohabitate with, what you can even do. And then adding the age aspect of it, too, is just going to make it such a complicated situation yeah. to win it over because we kind of watched this with Jenny and Samit. You know, they we clearly know they love each other, but adding that age difference and that gap into it with the Indian culture, you know, yeah. it's just something that is almost impossible to break through. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're going to fall in love and then the family is going to shut it down. Like what is going to happen with that? Because they can love each other until the moon and back. But if it's family and their culture and religion won't allow it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary. I feel for Debbie. I'm on the edge of my seat with it. Same. Okay, so we're out of time. We're going to come back with part two. We have so much more to talk about. This was a really good episode, by the way. Great job, TLC. So I'm George Mossy. Make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcast. And you have to follow my co-host, Cara, too. Her links are right here at the bottom. I'm going to talk to all of you guys really soon.